All right. Uh, let's chat boxing a little bit. Rhino Liebenberg went to Russia at the beginning of June, joins us now. How's it going, Rhino? What's up? How you doing? Lekker, man. All right. It's a big boxing career you've had. Uh, before I ask you if you're hanging your gloves up, what happened in Russia? I fought against the concrete wall. Uh, well, I found that <laughs> I fought against the concrete wall. I fought a guy that I hit with absolutely everything in me, and he didn't even bite. So, yeah, I fought for a world title, an interim world title, and I lost on points. So how it goes, I fought the better guy. Is it is Rhino hanging up? Is the last time we spoke, you were saying, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Are you hanging up your gloves? Yes. Now I'm I'm calling it. I've had my turn. You know, 11 years of my life I gave to the boxing, to the boxing ring, and the time has come. You know, we've been talking about it for a while, and uh, you know, I, I I I gave everything to win a world title, and I came up short. And I think I, I did what I was able to do and achieve what I was able to achieve in boxing. So it's time for the next generation to take over. You know, having a look at your career, normally when you, you talk about football or rugby, and many times commentators will say it was a game of two halves, but your career definitely was a career of two halves. You had first 16 matches, 16-0, and 0, but all at home. <laughs> then you started traveling. What, what was it about the traveling that was so difficult? No, it's, it's not the traveling. So, so I fought internationally on seven occasions. Of those seven occasions, truly, I only lost two fights. I lost my first okay. fight. I got blacksmithed by a guy called Alader Alvarez. <laughs> he beat me up. He was on a different level altogether. And I lost my last fight. Though this one in Russia. I fought a concrete block that just hit me with everything and, and could take everything that I threw at him. So, all the other fights, all my other international fights, truly, and I truly believe that I won every single one of them. I just didn't get the decision. <laughs> Spoken like a true boxer, right now. That's it, but it's the truth. You know, when the promoters right then man comes to you after the fight and he tells you listen you're the cheaters i don't know what to say i'm sorry oh. then you know listen you something's up so something went down but oh, i've got no regrets it is what it is you take it on the chin and you move forward and that's how i mm. did it tell us about fedor chidunov this this concrete block it but uh, you, you did go the full 12 rounds though I did go the full 12. I haven't watched the fight. I think he dropped me in round seven. Caught me with a flush left hook on the chin. Just just a guy that eats every punch if you take his power out of 10. So every single punch that he throws is 8 out of 10. So it's like 8, yeah. 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8. So it's, it's relentless. And on top of that, yeah. you know, I, I fought some of the best oaks in the world and and I fought the best in South Africa just in March. And when I hit somebody, they know they eat. But when I hit <laughs> this guy, he didn't even flinch. He didn't move. It was like they say somebody's tough, then they iron. Like a lot of times they call me uh, in Afrikaans, uh. they say, you're Easter. But you know what? Iron can bend. This guy was made of concrete because concrete can't bend.
So you, you, you're going to say Fedor Chudinov is a, a future world champion then? No, he's a previous world champion and he's definitely got a world champion fight in him. Oh, for sure. Look, he's a legit top 10 ranked uh, opponent in the world. He's, he had 200 plus amateur wins. He was the WBA super world champion. He's lost twice, but only two other world champions. No, he's the real deal. And yeah. and I faced him and I took him on and he beat me. Big ups to him. It's it's a difficult fight to finish your career on, Rhino. It, it, it's I mean there there are easier ways to go out. There are easier ways to go out, but what better way is to go go out with a world title fight? You know, it's something that mm. every boxer wants. And and if you make it, if you're lucky enough to to win a world title, yes, you're on top of the world. If you can't and you fall short, it's, it's no disgrace because world titles aren't for everybody. It's for the best in the world. So everything in my boxing career led up to this point, and I took it like that, and I took it. I took the fight. The whole world was against us with this fight. I took the fight on short notice. Colin got mm -hmm. corona or COVID. He wasn't in my corner. So it, it was against us from the beginning, but you don't say no for world title fights. You face them head on and you take it and go for it. And after that Rowan Campbell defeat that you, you, you taught him a boxing lesson, I guess confidence was high. Yes, you know, it's, it's like I, I show the people the pictures on my phone. When I fought Rowan and I barely had a scratch, and then you fight a guy like Peter Chudinov, <laughs> and it looks like a truck drove over my head a few times, not even just once. It like drove over me, reversed again and again. So, so yes, but, but that's the level of the difference in levels between the best in South Africa and one of the top mm. 10 guys in the world. Okay, so I mean, that, that leads on to the question that have we got future talent that can beat somebody like Chudinov? I, I definitely believe there is future talent in South Africa. We just need to find it and develop it. There are, there are very good boxers in this country. And, and some of the guys don't fall short. They do make it. There are tons of guys that mm. make it. Aki Butler, Maruti Matalani. But we're an era, we're an entire era that's getting on and out. And it's time for right. the new young guys to come and step, step up and take over, like Rowan. Rowan tried in the beginning of the year. You know, had he beaten me, he was the next guy. But he didn't. So it's not <laughs> up to him. <laughs> he, he walked into a big wall. So it's, it's going to be somebody else. But sometimes the setbacks put you on the right path to achieve a lot more in life. You just have to mm. take it for what it is and move forward. Looking back at your career then, Rhino, as I said, it started off fantastically. A couple of losses as, as you were getting uh, a little older, I guess. What, what was the highlight? What, was, what, what is the one fight that you go, man, that, that one's going on the wall? So, so the biggest fight of my career, so the, the, the fight that put me on the map, was my fifth fight. I fought the, the national champion, also a boxer from Peter Smith. His name is Tepong Mohale. So I had mm -hmm. four fights, and he had like 17 fights or something. And he almost killed me. He dropped me in round one. He hit me in round three with an uppercut so hard, I only woke up in round five. I, I stood on my feet, but 
Round three, four, and five of my life is gone. I can't see it. I can't yeah. remember it. And then in round six, I woke up at the end of round five, and I just thought, just run. Just get away from this guy. <laughs> you can lose on points. Just don't let him knock you out. And I caught him, bam, with the biggest right hand ever, and he fell. And I won that fight by knockout. And that fight put me on the map. So, mm. so that's the one. The other one is winning your first title. My first fight was Johnny Miller. It, it was a war. I went into the fight. I was sick. I had flu. My fever was 40 degrees. My father walked into the dressing room. My, we were all crying. What are we going to do? He said, are you going to fight? Or are you going to stop? I said, I'm going to fight. He said, stop crying now. Yeah. Let's roll. And I got into the ring and I knocked Johnny Miller out in round seven. So oh, there are so many highlights in, in, over the 10 years that I've had boxing. You know, some of them aren't fights. Some of them are sporting sessions. I've been blitzed in sporting sessions by a guy that weighs 55 kilograms, a bantam weight. When I get home to my wife, I want to cry. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing in here. They're killing me. And then... The next week, you feel like a million bucks and you beat everybody up. It's the mm. journey. Yeah, but I would say that the punk fight is one of my highlights. Johnny Miller is a highlight. Beating Dennis Grace for the WBC silver title is a highlight. And then being the headline of an international show. Now, I was the headline of international shows four of, of the seven times. No, yeah, four, five of the seven times that I fought on the international stage. And, sure. and then fighting for a world title. You know, that, that is what you want to do. That is why you start boxing, to fight for a world title. Win or lose, it is what it is. But, but that's what you want to achieve because then you got to the point that's the final, the end goal. And, and I think mm -hmm. I did it. I didn't win the title, but I at least had the opportunity to fight for it. Uh, just quickly, you've gone through a number of weight categories, light heavyweight, you're, uh, you're also a super middleweight, you're a super oh, middleweight yes. now. Is that, just the, is that just the different belts, weights, or is no, that so was, how you've had to struggle to keep your weight? When, when I turned pro, I, I was almost 100 guys when, when I started sure. the training. And then I went down to about 84 guys, and then Ger told me, listen, you're going to fight at light heavy, 79. And I made the quite, weight quite comfortable. And then I had four or five fights, and then I went down to super middleweight. The, the biggest regret I've got in my boxing career was not campaigning at super middleweight the entire time. I was never a big light heavyweight, and although I won a lot of titles there and I was strong and fit, I would have done much better had I stayed at super had I stayed at super middleweight my entire career. But I achieved a lot. I fought at 76, super middle is 76 kgs, light heavy is 79 kgs, and yeah, I, I did what I wanted to do. You know, I've, I've been the national champs in both weights. I've won titles in mm. both weights. So, so that's good. Okay. Has the boxing world lost you now, Reno? I know you've got a hardware store out here in the West Rand. Have we lost you, or are you still going to get no, involved and so bring up I'm some young talent? some time off of the boxing scene. You know, I've got a very young family and they they gave up a lot with me boxing. Every time I go into training camp, I don't do nothing. I don't go anywhere. We don't go to anything together. So I'm just going to spend some time with them. 
And no, I don't believe I've been lost. I've got so much knowledge and so much to give back to the boxing that that it deserves it. And I will give it mm. back. What I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it, I have not decided. I'm thinking of opening a pro boxing club on the West Rand. We've got some of the strongest amateur boxers out in the West Rand, yet we don't have a professional club. So that might be one plan or maybe go into conditioning and become a conditioning coach to boxing. I haven't really decided yet. I just need to focus on my business and my family now, and then I'm back into boxing. Well, thank you very much for what you've done and flying South African flag high. And I'm sorry you ran into that, uh, that concrete wall, but uh, <laughs> Ryder Lindbergh, don't disappear. Wow, thank you very much for having me. I'll see you soon. Ryder Lindbergh, uh, South African professional boxer. What a lekker name. Rain- I know it's Reinu, but yeah, he's Rhino, Rhino Lindbergh, losing to Fedor Chudinov in his last match for the WBA Gold Super Middleweight title, as you heard. But yeah, good luck to Rhino as well and his young family. You were there, say, family. Let me just update you on the football. Um